am I as a leader going to effectively be able to put in front of people that next to Sunday morning attendance, this is the most important thing that you can do. Yeah. Make this a priority. Yeah. This is the Village Church Community Group Leadership Training Podcast. Our goal is to help you grow your skills to lead amazing groups. It's Suze McLeod here with Alex Culpepper, the lead pastor at Alliance Bible Church in Bartlett, Illinois. He was the next-gen pastor here at Village Church, and he learned three insights when he left Village Church about <laughs> community groups that he's going to share with us today. Yeah, so I uh, I now in a church, we kind of have a group structure, but not really. And so after coming from Village Church, seeing mm-hmm. kind of the group's atmosphere and now yes. moving into a different church, there are, there's definitely some insight, Yeah, uh, I think, uh, that could be offered. So first one, groups are the lifeblood of the church. So, Suze, the church's mission is to make disciples. That's Mm -hmm. kind of what we're here for, Mm -hmm. right? So you cannot effectively make me into a disciple with one and a half hours on Sunday morning or however long you preach, whatever that might look like, whatever your service is. You cannot make me, Alex Culpepper, and I'm telling you, like— it's I, I've got some work that needs to be done, and one and a half hours is not right. going to do it for me. Well, especially because you're the teacher now. Well, so right, I right. Would say yeah. It's even harder. <laughs> it is even harder. And what you're saying is the pastor. We can't have that expectation of the pastor to make all the disciples on well, Sunday morning. Well, right. There's that, but I'm talking about even making me a disciple. Like I'm not going to be made into a disciple with one and a half hours. Oh, like, I see what you're saying. You're yeah. talking about the time. Got it. Yeah, that makes the sense. amount of time that yeah. it takes to, to turn me into something. And so mm-hmm. I want to talk to you real quick. Acts two. 42 through 47. I'm not mm. going to read the whole thing, but, yes. but that is the framework mm-hmm. for how discipleship happened in the early church, what mm-hmm. community looked like. Mm-hmm. Uh, they devoted themselves, the apostles teaching, fellowship, the breaking of bread, and then something happened. They were like selling their possessions with each mm. other. They were distributing the proceeds to people as they had need. Uh, they were attending the temple together. Uh, they were eating together in their homes, right? Yes. They had glad and generous hearts. They were praising God together. They had favor with all the people who kind of witnessed this, right? Mm. So this is like what, this is how disciples were made in the church and this is how it impacted the community around it. So the only way that you're going to make disciples, you're the only way you're going to make me and do right. a disciple is by putting people around me who are going to do this very thing that Which we see in Acts 2. Which is what community groups do. We have Absolutely. these four things tied into the structure of the groups. Absolutely. And so I will tell you that the people over the years who have been most effectively discipled at my church now, mm. they're people who have been connected to a smaller community at some level or another, yes. somewhere along their journey, they had uh, individuals, a smaller group of individuals who were investing in them, who cared about their spiritual development. And those are the people who have most effectively developed into disciples. And so I will say that this is the only way that disciples are truly made, that they effectively get made, is if they have a community of people who care for them, who love them, and who are interested in seeing them follow Jesus with all their heart. Right. So that's what you're saying. And the first point is groups are the lifeblood. If that's what the church is supposed to do, then then groups are the way that it gets done. Which you and I agree it is supposed to. Yeah, absolutely. Because of Matthew 28. Okay. Absolutely. So number two, what is the next so insight? Poor group leadership. So imagine you have a, a, a mm. leader of a group who, who's not doing a great job equals poor church discipleship. So, so we already understand uh, churches can't make disciples without groups. Right. Which means if you don't have great group leaders, then Mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to effectively 
carry out the discipleship mission. So here's the reality. I'm a senior pastor. Mm -hmm. I have a congregation of 60 people who are a part of my church. And we know, we, we kind of talked about this earlier, I can't effectively disciple right. those 60 people. If Jesus were the pastor of my church, I don't, I mean, Jesus could effectively He can do whatever us. he wants, yeah, but look at what he did, right? He chose a right. smaller group. Yeah, he invested in mm -hmm. 12. And then even within that 12, he invested in three, right? right? So at most, in my own capacity, I might be able to effectively disciple like eight people at the same right. time couple, with some yeah. level of consistency, yes. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So how well the people in my church disciple are, are discipled is actually entirely dependent on how effectively I replicate myself as a leader. Right. So if I if I am pouring myself in, into other people, if I'm actually selecting people who are, you know, qualified leaders. Right. Right. But beyond that, I'm I, I'm training them. I'm yes. giving them tools. I'm, I'm giving them this podcast, yeah. right? To right. hand to them. Right. And that's what we're doing. We're trying to come up with ways to teach our leaders how to disciple. It's a major arm so of discipleship, good. right? Groups are the lifeblood. Right. We want our leaders to do well. Let's point out, though, they don't have to be perfect leaders. They do not have to And just to, to dismantle that lie yep. that mm -hmm. you're not good enough for this or, right, or right. you messed up once and so you're a failure. That's not at all what I want to right. look at here. I, I want to look at the fact that leaders who have authority yep. pour in to other leaders and mm -hmm. give them authority who pour into other leaders and give them authority, right? right? right. So leaders need to be self-replicating. And mm -hmm. I think that would be the biggest goal. So I, as the lead pastor of my church, mm -hmm. my church is not going to be able to effectively make disciples if I'm not replicating myself. Right. Which is why we're often explaining to people, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. A right. good leader often says that, this is why I did this. Do you know why right. I did that? So this is why I did this. understand the heart mm -hmm. behind it, right? Right, to help make more leaders. So go ahead and give us the third insight you learned. Yeah, so the third insight that I learned, and I am still actively learning right now, is that it is really, mm. really hard to build a strong group ministry at a church, right? So, so every church, this is a reality, we have to like wade through all the weeds on this. Every mm. church has a different understanding of what groups should be. Yes. Uh, even most American evangelicals, like the way that they operate with groups, they operate in a very sort of consumer oriented mindset. Mm -hmm. Like, is this content content that I'm going to be interested in? Right. Are there people there who I can like and who who are going to like me? Right. Are, are there is the leader? Do I like the leader? Are they helpful to me? Mm -hmm. you know, so uh, so these kinds of things we think about uh, uh, American evangelicals uh, in general, I think, think about groups in a very sort of consumer. Mindset. I think if we're unaware in general, we're consumers. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, I even, think that's fair because it's how we're wired, right, by our society. Mm -hmm. Entitlement, yeah. consumerism, yes. Mm -hmm. So then you're saying it's really hard to build a group ministry. It so is. we're in the process of doing this right now, uh, of trying to build a group ministry, and and actually, like we've identified potential group leaders at right. our church. Yep. And every single potential leader, this is the, what we're working with, is like they have a different vision right. for what groups should be because they've all had different experiences. They're all mm -hmm. coming from different places. They all have a different set of expectations. And then, and then when, when you, whenever you're trying to build a group ministry at a church, what you're trying to do is you're trying to align people into a common vision, a common way of operating right. so that your groups can be successful. Yeah. And so you have to sift through all of this stuff to kind of get people on the same page. And and so so this fall, actually, we're launching a restructured group ministry. Oh, that's so exciting at our church, which is super exciting. Yeah. Uh, and but but part of this is uh, I like I'm not sure how it's going to go. Right. 
because um, we have all these people who are on different pages and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And and what we're trying to do though, and what we're we're really hoping to do is that if we can kind of say, oh yeah, yeah, we have all those different backgrounds, we have all those different places that we're coming from, but but what we need to do is we need to agree on what a community looks like. Right. Pick your majors. Right. Major on your majors. Put your minors to the side. Absolutely. Even at Village, that's what we do. Right. Yeah. We pick our big four or we pick our structure, our liturgy mm-hmm. for the groups, and then we say, listen, your group does this more? Mm-hmm. Okay, but did you still get to prayer? Mm-hmm. Prayer is important too. Absolutely. I understand that you want to teach and do the heavy teaching, mm-hmm. and that's great. Yeah. So, the last thing that I'll say on this. Yeah is the part of the reason it's so hard is that uh, people in general were not trained to see the value of it. So like the church oh. operated in such a way that, hey, we just show up on Sunday. We right. show up on Sunday. And this is actually like, we don't do our job if mm-hmm. this doesn't happen. And you can't become a disciple if this doesn't happen. So even helping the people in the church see how crucial it is mm-hmm. that you have other people who are pouring into you, who love you. And so I would say that's the flip side. So one side is the leadership training side. The other side is, am I as a leader going to effectively be able to put in front of people that next to Sunday morning attendance, this is the most important right. thing that yeah. you can do. Yeah. Make this a priority. Yeah. Yeah, I just love that. I appreciate your insights. Even as you're doing this, we'll be praying for you and we're appreciate rooting that. for you, Alex. And mm. really, we're rooting for you because this is how to make disciples. Mm. And then even as I'm thinking, don't put too much pressure on yourself to yes. get this perfect oh, in the fall. You. But <laughs> but seriously, you. it is mm. just a high value. So we're just so excited for this ministry. Appreciate that, Zeus. Thank you. Thank you.